Good morning. This is Haim Goodman Strauss with the Math Factor, mathfactor.uark.edu. Kyle is off in Hot Springs today with the Lady Razorbacks. He's left me alone in the studio, but I have with me on telephone Robert Schneider from Lexington, Kentucky. He's the sound behind the hit band, The Apples in Stereo. Good morning, Robert. Hi, Haim. I have with me in my hands um, your new album. I guess it's about a year old. New Magnetic Wonder. It was named uh, 28th. Best Album of the Year by Rolling Stone Magazine. Congratulations. Oh, cool. Thanks. Some of our listeners might be wondering why you're here on a math radio show. On your website, it has uh, at the top of the webpage. Something like math rules. What's your interest in mathematics? Well, my, my interest in mathematics is just that I think that it's beautiful, and um, uh, I've been studying it for, a f- for, for quite a few years. I'm planning on taking a couple of classes next semester because oh, great. I'm taking the semester off from touring. And... Um, uh, I guess it's hard to describe one's interest in something like math, but just <laughs> that it's, it's kind of exciting and beautiful and, sure. you know, I- I- introspective and, you know, it's awesome. <laughs> well, do you think it has uh, informs your music? Well, you know, I, I guess that the actual, as far as me writing pop songs and playing guitar and singing goes, it has nothing to do with math, mm-hmm. but it is, but, but, but math and music have sort of like a, 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 there's sort of a common feeling of sort of harmony or things moving together or things being in sympathy and, you know, consonants and, and stuff, that, um, um, that's a very similar feeling. I don't mean in the actual, I don't mean the material you're working with, but the kind of feeling that you have working with it, whether you're writing songs or working with equations or something. Uh, aside from, I mean, when I write songs and play, I'm really playing and singing from my gut. It's not very mathematical, but um, when, uh, when I did, uh, I came up with a scale, um, a 12-tone scale, Based on the natural logarithm function uh-huh. that I experimented with a little bit on uh, on the new Apple's album, and um, uh, basically the notes on the piano keyboard or on the keyboard that you're playing uh, get closer together according to the uh, differences between the sequence of the logarithms of the uh, of the natural numbers. So we should emphasize for our listeners: this is a pop album, but it has uh, oh, yeah. the natural log function on it somehow. Oh, do, you, oh, do you actually yeah. write pop songs with the with this scale? Or? No, no, my pop songs are definitely written in the uh, in, in the, the normal, normal tuning, uh, in, in as much as the, the guitar is even in very good tune. <laughs> like, um, um, <laughs> I, I would say, uh, uh, I, I use a lot of uh, little instrumentals that are kind of little segues on the album between songs. So on our new album, on New Magnetic Wonder, there's uh, basically a little instrumental piece of some sort. Either it's uh, it maybe purely experimental or It'll be a little orchestral flourish or a little jazz song or something that kind of is like a palate cleansing mm-hmm. kind of uh, piece between the, between the, regular, the pop songs. And so uh, a couple of those I composed with, this, with, with the logarithmic scale. So tell us about the scale. And, well, on your webpage you call it a non-Pythagorean uh, tuning. What's a well, Pythagorean tuning, we should ask? Technically, almost any tuning you could possibly play is non-Pythagorean because the Pythagorean tuning is a very specific tuning. Uh, what I meant by that, I was being cute when I called it that. Uh, I mean, uh, I was just playing on words uh, like it, it sounded kind of like non-Euclidean or something. Mm-hmm. Pythagoras, uh, it's a, a well-known story is that Pythagoras was walking down the street one day, you know, the ancient Greek philosopher mm-hmm. and mathematician. He was walking down the street and he heard a uh, blacksmith shop. He heard them striking the anvils, and there were three different anvils, and... Um, as they struck each one, the blacksmiths, uh, the, the three anvils sounded in three different tones, uh. and Pythagoras recognized those tones as being uh, a common interval, that, that form a chord. Oh, wow. I had so never he heard that. It, it's really cool because he, uh, he weighed the anvils, and he, just, and, he just, um, and he realized that their weights were of the ratio of something like one to three to five or something mm-hmm. like that. 
he found that the uh, that the tones were um, related to the the ratio of the weights of the anvils. And then uh, through experimenting with a stringed instrument, he realized a similar principle was happening with vibrating strings that uh, the length of the string was and the tension was proportional to the pitch. And so he uh, he defined the scale mathematically, which is basically in its temperament it differs slightly, and the temperament is the super fine tuned tuning way that you tune the, the the instrument. They all are based on ratios of some kind. Somehow intuitively, that's part of our understanding of what a scale is. Even like the microtonal scales or the scales of the Far East or India or the Middle East. Yeah, you're right. They they're all based on some system of 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 ratios. And, and in fact, it's the, the ratios that give them the sort of beautiful consonant sound when you get certain types of ratios exactly between right. the pitches and you form chords with them. So That's part of what we hear, like we instinctively hear as being consonants. Is the overlaid harmonics, I guess. Yeah, the overlaid harmonics. It's really interesting. It's related to number theory and to uh, basically, uh, you know, to the least common denominators of numbers. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing overall. Pythagoras was apparently, you know, historically supposedly the first guy who who noticed that and also who, who defined it mathematically. Like, he actually figured out the, what, what the ratios, what the intervals were. So you have an irrational scale, basically, in a certain sense. Well, uh, actually, what, what made me think about it was um, I, I, have been, I have been reading about prime numbers and working um, a little bit with prime, prime numbers, learning about them, and also uh, learning about uh, Fourier series and stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, I was thinking about the higher harmon harmonics and the, the beat frequencies between uh, tones that you down together and stuff like that. Let me just remind our listeners what that means. So if you have two um, tones that are very similar but not quite the same, then their difference turns up as a frequency that you can sometimes hear. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. So it, a good example is, because uh, most people have heard this, is when you're tuning a guitar, uh, when somebody's tuning a guitar, they'll, be, they'll, they'll press one fret on one string, and they'll sound the next string up as an open string. Mm -hmm. And you tune the you, you want them to, to you want to match pitches between the two, but as you're getting them close to each other, you get kind of a wah, 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 right. wah, wah kind of quality, and you want that quality to be uh, you want the beats to be slower, wah, wah, or uh, so that the beats are eventually are eliminated and the two tones are exactly the same. So um, the fact that the amplitude you know the loudness of the the, the tone is changing is called the beat. And that has its own frequency. That's separate from the, frequen from the frequencies of the two tones that are sounding. The B frequency is actually the difference between the two frequencies. Well, let's play a moment of your composition for a yeah. second. To call, to call it a composition is to give it, get, <laughs> is to give it too much credit because okay. it's, it's, it's such a short little piece. And, and you know, this, was, it, this, is a, this is a musical scale that I had no theory about. It was completely alien to me until I fell through and tried to compose a few pieces okay, uh, well, for my album. Well, let's listen to your noodling then. How's yeah, that? my noodling. There you go. <laughs> My guess was that this has to do with the property that logs have, that when you add them together, they or take their differences, then you would get another note in the same scale. Is that correct? That, yes, that is exactly it. So I that, just thought to, I thought to myself exactly what you said. I mean, literally, that thought popped into my head. The equation, you know, the equation naturally follows from the thought, and I wrote it down. And what you said is exactly right. It's the, so, 
the beat frequencies, it's possible for the beat frequencies to, to be other notes in the scale. So it's kind of interesting because there's the idea of you have music going on in the beat frequencies as well as in the scale itself. Every chord that you play has um, a quality of beat frequencies. There, is, there aren't that many chords in the scale that are consonant in the sense of that they're, they sound free of beat frequencies. Um, that is, you just play the chord and you hear nothing but the chord. Most of the chords, when you play one chord, it'll go... There'll be a texture yeah. to it. If you play the next chord up, it'll be something like wow, wow, wow. Well, there's something I really noticed about the music is that it really does have this kind of physical quality somehow to the wave forms that uh, you don't hear even in strange tonal systems usually. It, it almost produces sounds like you hear in nature with crickets and other, oh. sort, you know, the way insects make music. It, it, it has it's got those sorts of sounds. So, really, are you going to write a pop song <laughs> with this? Song? I mean, the Can hard you write thing something would be snappy? singing in it. Because to sing, you have to really not be thinking too hard about, uh-huh. about singing. And I uh-huh. think to, to, to sing in the scale, I mean, gosh, I would really have to train singing along with the scale uh, for, for a long time. And I'm not sure that the quality of I mean, it, at some point in my life, I hope to write a pop song in the scale mm-hmm. or some other scale that's similar. So I think it would be possible to make a pop song. I, I'm not sure if, if I personally would be able to pull it off in a very poppy manner. <laughs> <laughs> You read a lot of interesting math books. I was wondering if there's anything that you might recommend for our listeners. Um, oh, the, oh, the best book is a book called, um, I think it's called The History of Pi by Peter Beckman. Oh, that's a great book, yeah. That's yeah, an older it's, book. It's, it's like about 40 years old now, 40 or 50 Yeah, that's years right. Old. It was written in like the 60s or but the early 70s. But it's still in print. Oh, man, I mean, that's a great book. You can get it. I think Barnes & Noble actually publishes it. They He's, publish a cheapo version of it. He really rags on the Romans quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's really anti the Romans and anti almost every. Uh, he, he's anti almost every uh, you know establishment throughout the his, throughout history. <laughs> right. But it's a very historical book, so it's awesome because it's like, how could somebody have so many um, be so offended by so many different uh, regimes right. at the same time? But he, but he is. He's he's, he's really. Cool. I have another book that's by him about uh, special relativity. Oh. that's uh, interesting too. But like he's uh, um, um, that book, the history of pi. That's probably like one of the best math books ever written. It's, yeah, it's, it's hilarious. It's great. It's full of great equations. Um, it, it's a great math history book. I, it's it, it's it's a it's a really great book. Well, um, so uh, with me again is Robert Schneider of the Apples in Stereo, and your next tour date is actually at the Mathematical Association of America's joint meeting with the AMS, the American Mathematical Society, in San Diego on January 8th, where you're going to give a lecture. Oh, so. that's going to be awesome. We're actually doing, we have an interesting, somewhat dramatic format, oh, but yeah? it'll be a talk about, uh, uh, I'll give a demonstration of the logarithmic scale, um, uh, maybe talk about number theory, uh, um, um, uh, uh, I'm not sure exactly what. I, think <laughs> what? I, I, I just don't mean to. Uh, yeah. uh, by, by calling it a lecture, I don't want to uh, uh, sure. to cast it. Well, in, that's okay. I, I, I don't want to put too much pressure on the, me to, 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 to have it together. Sure and if fine. any of our listeners are in Southern California, then please check it out. And uh, also, you have a webpage, applesandstereo.com. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so listeners can go there. And thank you very much for coming. Oh, thank you very much, Hayam. It was I really enjoyed speaking with you. Me as well, and I'll look forward to meeting you sometime. And keep up the good work with your show. Oh, thank you very much.